Hello, sweet one. Today, I received a message, and it came from one of my listeners asking me to tell the story about the importance of family. This listener you see is at a crossroads in his life, and he needs to believe that family and faith are what will help him through it. The simple answer is, yes, family and faith can help but you already know that. I believe what you seek instead of the answer is the explanation as to why. And I'm sorry, because I have no explanation, for it is not something that is regulated by science or by the brain. Rather, it comes from your gut and from your heart, and it is something so strong that it can move mountains or it can crush you. Looking at a photo of a loved one before going into the darkest period of your life can bring you joy that no material object can. And holding on to a faith-based symbol can give you the strength to battle any demons. But to what extent they help is deeply personal and completely unique to each one of us. And yet, with this knowledge, We still fill our lives with material objects as a way of showing the world how successful we are, how happy we are. But all we are showing is a guilted view of our life, and the question becomes, for what? The people we brag to don't really care, or they see it as a competition, or they may even envy or hate you for it. And in the grand scheme of things, does their opinion really matter? I say no. What matters is what you feel inside. What matters is your gut and your heart. And those two organs will always lead you to family and faith, for this is paramount to all else and is the only thing that is true and lasting in your life. Do not lose sleep in this war between the haves and the have-nots. Instead, rest calmly tonight knowing you have faith or you have family or you are one of the lucky ones who have both. And with that said, I want to read a story to that special listener as well as to you, my sweet one. The story is called The Twelve Brothers and the moral of the story is nothing is more important than family. Once upon a time, there was a king and a queen, and they lived happily together. And the two of them had twelve children, all boys. One day, the king said to his wife, If our thirteenth child, which you were about to bring into the world, is a girl, then the twelve others shall die, so that her wealth may be great, and so that she alone may inherit the kingdom. Indeed, he had twelve coffins made, and he had each fitted with a coffin pillow, and then he put them into a locked room and gave the key to the queen. The mother sat, and she mourned the entire day, until her younger son Benjamin said to her, Dear mother, why are you sad? Dearest child, she said, I cannot tell you. However, 
he would not leave her in peace until she unlocked the room and showed him the coffins. My dearest Benjamin, your father had these coffins made for you and for your eleven brothers. If I bring a girl into this world, you will all be killed and buried in them. And as she spoke, she cried. Don't cry, dear mother. We will take care of ourselves and we will run away. And then she said, Go out into the woods with your eleven brothers. One of you should climb the highest tree that you can find and keep watch on the castle tower. If I give birth to a little son, I will raise a white flag. But if I give birth to a little daughter, I will raise a red one, and you will know to escape as fast as you can, and may God protect you. I will get up every night, and I will pray for you, that in the winter you will be warm, and in the summer that you will not suffer from the heat. After she blessed her children, they went out into the woods. One after the other kept watch, and on the eleventh day it was Benjamin's turn, and he saw the flag being raised, and it was blood red, decreeing that they were all to die. When the boys heard this, they became angry and cried out, Are we to suffer death for the sake of a girl? We swear that we will take revenge. Wherever we find a girl, her red blood shall flow. Then they went deeper into the woods, and in its middle, where it was the darkest, they found a little bewitched home that was empty. We will live here, and you, Benjamin, you shall stay home and keep house while we go and find something to eat. And so they went into the woods and they shot rabbits and wild deer and birds and doves and whatever else that they could find. And then they brought them home to Benjamin who prepared them. And they lived so happily together in this little house for ten years. At the end of ten years, the little daughter that her mother the queen had given birth to was now grown up, and she had a good heart and a beautiful face and a golden star on her forehead. Once, on a large wash day, she saw twelve men's shirts in the laundry. Who do these shirts belong to, mother? They are much too small for father. Dear child, they belong to your twelve brothers. Twelve brothers? Why have I never heard of them? And where are they? Only God knows where they are. They are wandering about in the world. And then she took the girl and unlocked the room and showed her the twelve coffins. These coffins, she said, were intended for your brothers, but they secretly ran away before you were born. And then she told her everything and began to cry. Dear mother, do not cry. I will go and look for my brothers. And then she took the twelve shirts and went forth into the great woods. She walked the entire day into the evening and finally came upon the bewitched little house. And there, inside, she found a young lad who asked her, Where do you come from and where are you going? He was astounded that she was so beautiful and that she was wearing royal clothing and that she had a star on her forehead. I am a princess and I am looking for my twelve brothers. I will walk on as long as the sky is blue until I find them. And then she showed him the twelve shirts. I am Benjamin, your youngest brother, and you must be my sister. 
she began to cry for joy, as did Benjamin, and they kissed and embraced each other with great love. Dear sister, I must warn you that we have all agreed that every girl for whom we meet must die. To that she replied, I will gladly die if I can thus redeem my twelve brothers. No, he said, you shall not die. I want you to sit under this tub until our eleven brothers come, and I will make it right with them. She did this, and when night fell, they came home from the hunt, and as they sat at the table eating, they asked, So, Benjamin, what is new? Don't you know anything, Benjamin asked? No, they answered. You have been in the woods while I stayed home, but I know more than you do? Then tell us, they shouted. I'll tell you, but only if you promise that the next girl we meet shall not be killed. Yes, they all shouted. We will show her mercy. Just tell us what you know. And then he said, Our sister is here. And he lifted up the tub and the princess came forth. And she was so beautiful and delicate and fine. And they all rejoiced, falling around her neck and kissing her. And they loved her with all their hearts. Now she stayed at home with Benjamin and helped him with work. And they all lived happily with her. Now there was a little garden next to the bewitched house. And in it there were twelve lilies. Wanting to bring some pleasure to her brothers, she picked the twelve flowers intending to give one to each one of them while they were eating. But instead, the instant that she picked the flowers, the twelve brothers were transformed into twelve ravens, and they flew away above the woods. The house and the garden disappeared as well. Now the poor girl was all alone in the wild woods, and looking around she saw an old woman who said, My child, what have you done? Why did you not leave the twelve white flowers standing? Those were your brothers, and now they have been transformed into ravens forever. The girl began crying. Is there no way I can redeem them? There is but one way, but it is too difficult for anyone, for you must remain silent for seven whole years, neither speaking nor laughing. And if you speak a single word, even if it is one second before the seven years has passed, then it will all be for nothing, for your brothers will be killed by that one word. The girl then said, I know for sure that I will redeem my brothers. And she climbed up a tree without speaking and without laughing. Now it came to pass that a king was hunting in the woods, and he saw the girl, and he thought she was beautiful and asked her to marry him. She gave him no answer but nodded with her head, and then he climbed into the tree and carried her down and set her on his horse and took her home. Their wedding was celebrated, but she neither spoke nor laughed. And after they had lived a few years happily together, the king's mother, who was a wicked woman, began to slander the young queen, saying, You have brought home a common beggar woman for yourself. Who knows what kind of godless things she is secretly doing? Even if she is a mute and cannot speak, she could at least laugh. Anyone who doesn't laugh has an evil conscience. At first, the king did not want to believe this, but the old woman kept it up so long, accusing her of so many wicked things, 
that the king finally let himself be convinced, and he sentenced her to death. A great fire was lit in the courtyard where she was to be burned to death. The king stood upstairs at his window, looking on with crying eyes, for he still loved her dearly. She had been bound to the stake, and the fire was looking at her clothes. When at last the seven years had passed, and with it came a whirling sound in the air, and twelve ravens approached, landing together. As they touched the earth, it was her twelve brothers, whom she had redeemed. They ripped the fire apart and put out the flames, and freed their sister, kissing and embracing her. Now that she could open her mouth and speak, she told the king why she had remained silent and had never laughed. The king rejoiced to hear that she was innocent, and they all lived happily together until they died. As for the wicked stepmother, she was brought before the court and placed in a barrel filled with boiling oil and poisonous snakes, and she died an evil death. And that, my dear sweet ones, is the story of the twelve brothers and how a sister's love for them was more important than anything, including her own life. I do hope that you like that story and that it gives you some peace. Until next time, sweet dreams, my sweet one. Sleep well. Thank you.